56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome into Sports Time on a Wednesday opening uh, regular... Ugh. Regular season opener for the Grizzlies. I'm so excited I can't get my words out today, Brett. Uh, but the Grizzlies, they kick off tonight against the Pelicans. It's a good day in Memphis sure to start is. basketball. Uh, but Brian and Brett with you in our Family Leisure Studios. How are you today, Brett? I'm great, Brian. And you know, I've talked about it since I got here today. Uh, I just love this night. I know for a lot of people, not as giddy, not as nostalgic, not as sentimental about tonight because yeah. it's old hat to them. Uh, that it, it, it's really what so many people, it's all they've ever known. But for me, uh, I, I think of that first opening night, 90 to 80, mm-hmm. the game wasn't very wow. good. 90 to 80. Uh, yeah, Imagine but, seeing that today. Won't, won't happen. Uh, back, back at the pyramid on, in, in 2001, I think November 1st even, but it, uh, so much fun. And it's, it's a night that I think about a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people that are still with us, just not as closely tied to the Grizzlies as, as they once were, but a lot of people that aren't. But I think of Mike Isley and I think of Gail Rose and the pursuit team. I think of FedEx and Fred Smith and Mike Glenn and Alan Graff and, and Dave Bronzick and so many people that really mm-hmm. went to work on the deal. I, I, I think on this day, a lot of the, the former mayor, Willie Harrington, who got it done on time, on budget. It was, I mean, with no stuff at all. The, yeah. uh, the, the perfect deal. I think of Arnold Pearl, who over, oversaw the project. I think of the, the late great Gene Bar- I think of Jerry West and his mm-hmm. tenure here. I think of my friend Chris Wallace, who did such a good job here. I think of the late Don Poyer a lot. I think of Ron Tillery, who was the beat writer and Grizz Storian for so long for the commercial appeal. I think about about the, that that to, those type of people tonight. Yeah. And and after tonight, it, it gets old hat for me. But on, on opening night, I, I, I am very much uh, down memory lane for for waiting so long in in our in my life for us to get a major league team. We had professional teams. We mm-hmm. we had those. We were used to those. We had minor league baseball, it's professional. We had we had the ABA. We had all the football leagues. We had all the preseason games. But we finally had in the major leagues the Memphis Grizzlies with Memphis on the front of the jersey. And I think back to that night, and this night uh, conjures that up every year for me. It's one of my favorite nights of the year. Yeah, and then we settle in and we start dissecting the team and uh-huh. picking at them and want to win every game. But this night and the the federal holiday, the national observance of Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday, is, is when we celebrate here in January. That That's two special ones on the schedule. I love the games around the holiday season down at FedEx Forum, and FedEx Forum is decorated so nicely. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to the springtime after the time changes, I love when we get into those games where tip-off is still when the sun's out. <laughs> those are fun. <laughs> I, like those. I mean, it's, it's different for sure, but no. I mean, it's always exciting. I mean, like you said, just being able to be the the uh, the pros, being in a pro city and having major the Grizzlies league. in the major leagues. I mean, the big leagues. It's 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 huge, and it it feels good. And and 
here soon. I know not tonight. There's a couple games on ESPN, but we'll see the Grizzlies on national television games <laughs> and and to see that shot of the of the river and the bridge and and everything. We, we could go bingo card, couldn't we? We really could. I mean, what are you going to see on a, on a on a national broadcast for the Grizzlies? But uh, it's always fun. Can uh, I give you a spoiler alert on a lot of those around town shots? Uh-huh. I didn't know it at all. Rob okay. Fisher, who we'll visit with at five yeah. o'clock, told me about them. A lot of that's. It's canned around the league and, and shot like and three or four or five it. weeks ago. Yeah. Mm, well, hey, you know, as long as they're using it, that's, that's all. Right. That's all that matters. But you know, there is a lot of excitement. We'll get the bridge shot. Yeah, you always get the bridge shot. You'll get a shot of some sort of Elvis thing most of the time. Um, those are usually the some barbecue. That's usually the, the three go to. The Bill Street Flippers. We're going bingo card. We, we really are. Um, but you know, there's a lot of excitement today, Brett. But also, uh, kind of the thought about this front court for the Grizzlies. Obviously, the John Morant suspension has been talked about all offseason. But now, with Stephen Adams out. We talked yesterday, we got the news before we got off yesterday about Santi Aldama. We were able to talk about it a little bit yesterday, but you're going to be missing uh, two two of your big keys in, in the front court. You just did it. And that's what that's where we where we've gotten and been for a long long time. You have to eventually get past that nostalgia and yeah. sentimentality and get to the brass tacks, oh, to yeah. the chestnut cracking and getting out there on the floor and winning ball games. And it's so fun to see so many people engaged with that around town. Sometimes I jokingly talk about Grizz fam. I'm glad we have that. I'm glad we have yeah. people so passionate that care so deeply about the team because there, there was really a time that I was – very, very dubious that, that we would get a team, and, and now we have. And what it's done for town, I can't imagine now not having the Memphis Grizzlies. I can't imagine uh, – uh, and it feels like we've always had them. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just 23, ju- just 23 years. But it, it's so good for the sports scene. And at playoff time, I, I swear through the years I've seen it. I've walked around outside the building and say, see a group of six or eight guys and somebody will have out of that group will have on Tigers gear, Ole Miss gear, Arkansas gear, Tennessee gear, uh, Mississippi State gear, local teams. But they're together pulling for the yeah. Grizzlies. You know, we can go in so many different ways in this area, but the Grizzlies really do kind of bring us all together. And now you're seeing so many people in the Grizzlies gear. And that's yeah. what that's what we want to see in in jerseys, in Grizzly stuff. And it took a while for that to take hold, but but it has taken hold and, and you, you, you get down to it. Another thing, so many great things that the Grizzlies have done is the number of people – and friends of mine, I, I, I hope, I, I think all, all are friends of mine, that it's brought a lot of newer media and spawned newer media and opportunity for people. Some that were sure. here, but some from out of town, like Rob came to town yeah. mostly to do sports talk radio, but largely to cover the Grizzlies. Then years later, got on the, 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 the broadcast team. I, I love that it, it's brought that, whether, you know, whether it was Don Poyer or Pete Pranica or like Brevin Knight or, or whoever it's brought to town, Chris Vernon, so many, so many very talented people that we get to see their talents displayed, largely mostly covering the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, especially that, that TV crew, even, even the radio crew. I mean, mm-hmm. you can, you can hear the, uh, I mean, what they've built over the years together and how clean it sounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how easy it sounds for them and, and how good they are on those, on those broadcasts. I mean, it's fun to watch. And I think, you know, I obviously, uh, 
and so do a lot of NBA fans have League Pass nowadays. It usually, you know, you can buy it on your TV, very easy to access nowadays. And so you can kind of hear and see some of the other uh, teams that, that other teams have for, for their broadcast, their TV broadcast. And there's very few that, that really live up to, to what we have here in Memphis. And We have a high standard. It, we really do. We and, do. It, and, and for how young this organization is, it, it really is impressive to, to see how good it is on television. And, and I'll fight somebody that we were that we were a great sports area, yeah, great sports town before the Grizzlies. But we're better, we're better because of the Grizzlies. I I I just think that's the the fact. No, absolutely. I think anytime you you bring in a professional team into your market, I mean that that sports town's going to get better. And I think we we've seen it here in Memphis. And so. here we go, boy. We're going to have a. Yeah. Boat full of predictions, aren't we? Yeah, we are. I mean, hey, we got to get into it. We got two. We had two games last night. Don't Brett. Don't let those two games influence your picks later today. But they were fun. I mean, they they they, they were fun. Got twelve games going tonight. Also, we, we now have the World Series set. Yeah, and I love him. But there are people going after Chris Russo today and <laughs> demanding dog. his resignation yeah. because he said if the Diamondbacks yeah. get to the World Series, I. I'll retire. <laughs> and and I, I've, I've, I've never made that kind of proclamation about anything. I don't know if you were well, – it was before you, but but I, people might remember the 99 football season with Michael Vick at Virginia uh-huh. Tech. Oh, yeah. And he was phenomenal. He was – I thought he was largely a, a, a one-man team. And they played Florida State in the Sugar Bowl – in the de facto national championship, the winner will be mm. named national champion on these airwaves. I, and, and, and they didn't win, and it really wasn't that close. I said they don't have a chance against Florida State because mm. Florida State's got 20 out of 22 starters, right. and Virginia Tech's got about two or three. Had a pretty good player from Brownsville, Tennessee. I said that, that's not going to win. I, I think they get smoked. We had a caller, I mean, really exercised about it. I want you to bet that if Virginia Tech wins, you'll you'll retire, you'll quit. I said, "Well, what what, what are you putting up?" <laughs> if I'm putting something I, up, I don't you even know who you are. I sure don't know who you work, where you work. So what are you putting up? And, and I didn't do it, but people are after Mad Dog Russo, and it's why you don't make such comments and. And I don't think he should. I don't think he's going to. No. And he's already said, "Well, there's a difference between TV and his satellite radio <laughs> show." Great. Okay, whatever. Oh, that's awesome. But we know. I don't. I, you know, I don't think he should be held to that. Do you? Absolutely not. I mean, I, the the world is a worse place if we don't get doggy. I mean, he's he's one of the best now All that he's on ESPN. On baseball, he's unbelievable. Um, but especially now that we have him on ESPN every Wednesday morning with Stephen A. Oh, thrilling television! I love it. Yeah, I, but I can't I mean, get enough you know, of it. People are all fired up about that, but we have the World Series set. We do. It's, it's, it's a surprise. Yeah, and I didn't think it was going to be the the D backs, but uh, it is. And uh, now they'll see the see the Rangers. And I don't think anybody in uh, in New York or, or Hollywood are happy about this uh, this World Series. Okay. But I, I'm excited about it. That's okay. It falls where it falls, and yeah. the Rangers with a chance to win their first. If they do, yeah. they, they it will make baseball with 16 different champions in the 21st century 16 different franchises that's far and away the leader i'll I'll, i'm I'm gonna go back to that all day today i can promise you because i can remember when so many people that hated baseball Mm -hmm. would say why do you watch it we know when they report to spring training either the yankees or the dodgers or the red sox are going to win it 
Well, I will remind you, the Yankees have won it twice in the 21st century. Two times. The last one being in 2009. Yeah, the Red Sox won it four times, but they hadn't won it in forever when they started winning in in the 21st century. So Texas can get their first in this 21st century. In Arizona, they can get their second. I I know the defeated team's fans are very disappointed. Astros and Phillies fans, I'm sure, don't want to watch a single pitch. No, because of thinking about how close they were, they they were so close. But I mean, it was a fun. I think both series were really, really fun. I mean, anytime I think you get to a game seven, it's been an exciting series. But the fact that both of them went to game seven after uh, two teams were up two zero uh, was really, really fun. So I mean, I, I understand it. You know, your team gets knocked out in kind of that way. You can be upset about it, but I think we're going to have a really, really fun World Series. And that list of Grizzlies people, and I, 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 there are a couple more. Boy, when you start naming names, that's when you always think. Huh. I always think Lorenzen Wright tonight. Absolutely. And I always think of Lionel Hollins on oh, yeah. opening night mm-hmm. for what he did for this franchise. And, and Mike Heisley's right hand man, Stan Meadows, and what he, the work he put in, yeah. not only for this franchise, but his vision with Arnold Pearl to build FedEx for him on time, on budget. And, and very quickly after it was built, he would tell you, too, too much terrace seating. And yeah. now that's the big issue of oh, the day. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and Stan Meadows was saying that. That's hilarious. By 05, oh, 06. Man. He said, too, too, too much upper deck seating. Before his time. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. Uh, Brett, I know we, we got to get to a top and not top story here in a second, but I do want to bring this up um, and get your thoughts about it just very quickly. Because uh, earlier today, the news came out that uh, the AAC has officially voted to add Army to the conference. Obviously, trying to get it quickly. They're going to be a football only member starting next year with SMU leaving to go to the ACC. It really seems like after, you know, the Texas and OK, Oklahoma and USC. Uh, and USC UCLA that it felt like took three years for them to to get over after it was announced. Everybody wants twenty twenty four to be that year that everything's cleaned up um, and kind of new. I'm not wild about it. I, I'm and, not either. And, and it's not a it's not a shot at that institution. No, it stands absolutely. For, not. Just like when I was talking the other day about you know it, Brian Kelly and LSU they 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 had no. They should not have to hold up on no. on playing army. No. And when I'm talking about this, people please know I'm not taking a shot at the the young man and young woman that goes to West Point. You know I'm not, but I don't think it does a thing for what we're talking about in the business of sport. No. Just not one thing. No, it doesn't. And I, you know, when they when they first started talking about it. Um, of them, you know, Army joining the conference. I, the, the little excitement that I had, I mean, obviously, I think seeing Army would be cool. I think, you know, going up to their place for an away game would be really fun to, to do, to have yeah. on your bucket list. But I think, I think I remember you saying that a couple weeks ago about how, how that's on your bucket list of places yeah, to go. Um, but the, the thought of Navy Army, as a American Athletic Conference game, it was very exciting to me. But then I quickly remembered when that game is played, it's after conference championship games. And so that won't even be, and they've already made it official, that that won't even be a conference game. Going to a game at West Point, number four on my college football is really? list. Is it really? One, the wow. cocktail party, to a game at Notre Dame. I love that. Three, USC, UCLA at the Coliseum. That's great. That's great. West Point, four. I'm glad I bring this up 
a lot, and it's been a, it's been a minute since we've gotten the the old notebook pulled out for something. But uh, soon, when basketball season starts, really, when you start pulling <laughs> it out, um, but but I, just how quick you can pull that out and just have your top five, top ten places to go. It's uh, it's impressive. It really is. Uh, but let me set up today's show before uh, we get to top and not top uh, story of the day. Three thirty. Avery Braxton. It's been a while since we've caught up with Avery. Uh, he's the anchor for ABC Twenty Four for their sports team. He's going to join us. We're, talk- we're going to talk Grizz and Tigers with him. Obviously, Grizzlies opening night tonight, but we've also got to get his thoughts on the Tigers football team and basketball team as their first exhibition coming up this Sunday. Three forty-five. We'll get back into the baseball conversation. Talk about that game from. Last night and what we expect in the World Series. 4 o'clock, uh, joining us like he does uh, on every Wednesday afternoon. David Cohn, the co-host of Crane & Company, will join us to talk college football. At 4.30, we'll get into some college football and NFL early lines as the weekend is quickly approaching. 4.45, we'll get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Rob Fisher from Bally Sports. He'll join us to talk Grizz as by that point we'll only be a couple hours away from tip-off. So we'll get Rob's thoughts for the season at 5 o'clock, 5.30, we'll get into our NBA predictions. East, West, MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year. We'll get to all of that at 5.30 with our predictions. We also want your predictions, so send those in throughout the afternoon. And at 5.45, we'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, we're in our Family Leisure Studios where family and fun come together. The overstock sale. Family Leisure needs your help to clear out their overstock inventory. Select patio sets up to 50% off. Play gyms under $2,000. Extended sale pricing on all in-stock hot tubs and swim spas. The winter pool closing items are up to 30% off. Pool tables and game room items up to $700 off of their in-stock products. And they've also got saunas, massage chairs, arcades, and theater seatings. All of that with free delivery and the special financing. It's still available, but only at Family Leisure. 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. He's Brian. I'm Brett. Johnny Hill with us as well. We're with you until 6 o'clock, and you can text us, and we want you to on any of the subject matter at 901-360-8255. Grizzlies opening night, and what a fun one it is. And this hour of our show brought to you every day by Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com, the one and only Lexus dealership in town with great offers on the closeout 2023s and the 2024s starting to arrive. Always special leasing offers options. Drive in luxury and confidence knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services. Call them at 901-334-9673 but better stop by Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all new 2023 or 2024 flagship LS500 and you'll be looking and driving in style. When you purchase a Lexus you get top of the line engineering and design and they make for the luxury driving experience. Online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top story of the day. Well, Brett, my top story of the day is the unofficial opening day for the NBA today. I know we had two games yesterday. They were fun. They were marquee games. But this is really when we kick off the slate. What did you say? 12 games tonight in the NBA? So, I mean, a fun night. And, And, Brett, what screams opening night in the NBA better than Rockets at Magic. I mean, if that doesn't get you going for the NBA season, I really don't know what will. We've also got the Grizzlies at home against the Pelicans. John was talking about this game earlier that the Grizzlies are about a a one-and-a-half 
uh, point favorite by the end of his show. It had moved down to a one point favorite. Now I'm seeing it looks like it, it's just a pick 'em. So uh, so anything could go tonight uh, on Beale Street for the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. So it should be a fun game tonight. This but should be our big rival, shouldn't it? I think so, and I think they've been trying to build that for years, but kind of with the injuries and things happening on, on both sides, it really just hasn't built up um, to what I think fans want it to be, and what I think NBA. Make playoffs also make rivalries, but I think it's a really good slate tonight. we got two games on ESPN, the first one at 6 o'clock on ESPN between the Celtics and Knicks. The second one, Maverick Spurs. Brett, I saw earlier NBA Today was on um, in our little break room, and uh, they had a Victor Wimbanyama countdown. Countdown to tip-off for Victor Wimbanyama. On, huh? So a clock on Victor. We'll get to see him on ESPN tonight at 8.30. We're going to see a lot of him over the next 15 years, aren't we? Oh, yes, we are. It's going to be fun to watch. It's my top story opening night for our Memphis Grizzlies. From the Pyramid to FedEx Forum and soon to a refurbished, revamped FedEx Forum. Uh, Opening night 2001 was 90-80. A loss to Detroit on 11-101. 5-17 is the Memphis Grizzlies all-time anywhere on opening night. First time ever for an October 25th to be opening night. In 2020, COVID year, opening night wasn't until December 23rd. And in 2011, during the labor issue, during the lockout, opening night wasn't until December 26th. But tonight, downtown FedEx Forum, it's opening night for the Memphis Grizzlies. Not top story of the day. Brett, me and technology, we're just not, okay. <laughs> we're not getting along today. My not top story, I saw this um, just a couple of minutes ago, actually, and I, I had to make it my not top story because I think uh, this is something to keep an eye on going forward because this really isn't huge. I mean, it's big for the program, but I think keeping an eye on this program going forward will be really, really big. This is from Joe Tipton, who covers college basketball recruiting. Uh, news, 2024 four-star Josh Hill tells me he's committed to Arkansas State, becoming the Red Wolves' highest-rated recruit in program history. The 6'11 power forward is a top 100 prospect nationally per on three. Well, uh, if you don't know, Arkansas State has a new head coach, Brian Hodgson, mm-hmm. uh, who came from Bama. And if you ask anybody around that Alabama organization, they will tell you he was heart the soul. soul, heart and soul of that team. But heart and soul of recruiting. And now he's at Arkansas State as the head coach. I think we're going to see a lot more of this at Arkansas State. And if he can succeed on the court now, take a year or two to kind of Where's get the player from? Uh, I, I don't know where he's actually from. Well, I hate to do this to our uh, Arkansas State friends. There's no way he finishes his career there. Yeah, I hate to say he's from Georgia. He's from Wheeler, Georgia. Or, uh, yeah, Marietta, Georgia. He went to Wheeler. Um, he's NIL blown out of there soon. Yeah, especially if, if he has a big uh, freshman year. But if he can continue to get prospects like that, high three-star, low four-star guys that have offers to these high major places, he won't be at Arkansas State very long. So what is, what is he ranked? What, what, what would you say his rank is? So on, it, it, it looks like all of the major platforms I'm seeing, he's right outside the top 100, mostly a three-star on most sites, but on three has him as a four-star ranked 93rd in the country. I know of one time that Arkansas State had verbally committed to a, a, a player that was much higher rated than that. Really? Keith Lee. From You're West kidding. Memphis. Keith Lee was committed to Arkansas State? And Frank Brawls basically told the NCAA, if we don't get him, he's sure not going to Arkansas State. <laughs> and, made sure, and made sure they didn't get him. And That's great. It, it helped uh, um, immensely in, 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 in Memphis getting him uh, – 
for, for the Tigers, and he left all-time leading scorer, all-time leading rebounder. My not top story, World Series set after two seven-game LCS Classics. Every at-bat seemed enormous. An unlikely Rangers hosting an even unlikelier Arizona in game one Friday night deep in the heart of Texas. State of Texas in World Series. They've been on a roll with them with COVID and Astros and now, and now the Rangers, the last time the Rangers were in the World Series, they were one strike away from winning it all two times, twice. And, and Arizona, the last time they were in the World Series, it was in the immediate aftermath when the whole country was still mourning 9-11. Five straight years with a Texas Tie World Series. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, they've been... And five out of six. Wow. Uh, it's state of powerhouse baseball. State of Texas. How about that? That'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to our first break of the day. When we come back, we'll talk a little Grizzlies. We'll talk a little Tigers with Avery Braxton. That's next on Sports Time. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Game one of 82 tonight for the Memphis Grizzlies. Game one of 41 at home tonight for the Grizzlies. Game two for both of those numbers will be Friday night. Two of 41 and two of 82 Friday night against the world champs that got off to a good start last night with a really imposing uh, effort for the, for the Nuggets last night with a lot of ceremony, easy to be kind of eye off the target last night, but it wasn't, it wasn't for Denver and Nikola Jokic. He was terrific. We're going to get to our picks for the NBA about 5.30 on East, West, MVPs, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, all that good stuff. But now we are really glad to have Avery Braxton joining us from ABC 24. You see him in the anchor chair there. It's always fun to watch and it's always fun to see you. And Avery, I'm ready to see you at FedEx Forum. How are you? Oh, my man. It's like uh, the first day of school, bro. It feels really good. It, it feels really good. Happy to uh, be down in the forum here in a little bit. It does feel good, Avery. We, we get back to the Grizzlies, and I, I spent a lot of time talking about, from my view, tonight is 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 very nostalgic. Uh, for, for younger people, uh, it, it, it's it's all they've really known. They, they, they didn't have to go through the ABA years like I did. <laughs> yeah, no, no ABA for me, I can definitely say that. Uh, being here in Memphis the last few years, uh, I can say, you know, being in the building on, on opening night, you know, every night in the FedEx Forum is always a good time. Really um, you know, a really good uh, home environment, but that there's nothing like that that first game, uh, that home opener. I think uh, fans are really going to get a treat tonight, especially when you got you know, the Pelicans coming to town. You just get, you just get opening night one time a year. That's right. One time a year, exactly. Well, Avery, I know a lot of excitement for this game, and should be. I'm excited uh, for this game as well tonight, but that news uh, of Steven Adams on Sunday uh, was a real heartbreaker for a lot of people. I was I was shocked when I saw that. Uh, what would you make of that, and where do the Grizzlies go from here at the 5? I'm not going to lie. The first time I saw it, I kind of had to like stare at the phone a little bit <laughs> and just make sure I was, I was understanding what it was I was reading. Um, but I will say, you know, to get that news kind of a, a week out from the from the beginning of the season is a tough blow. Um, it really kind of makes you, I think, you rethink a little bit of what you do. But mm-hmm. at the same time, um, from what we've seen in the preseason, the, the Grizzlies were kind of going more of a, a five-out kind of situation anyway mm-hmm. um, as far as their offense goes. So 
Um, they're definitely going to struggle, I think, on the boards for a while until they until they figure that out, especially with, with Santi Aldama out tonight um, and maybe for the next game as well. We don't know yet, but uh, I think they're, they're going to have to kind of adjust and adjust quickly. You're going to have to see you know, some of those bigs really step up in, in Jaron and Xavier Tillman and even Kenneth Lofton Jr. Um, he's going to get a lot of rotation minutes now. So a tough blow, um, not just on the court, but I think you know Steven, Steven Adams is one of those guys who's really a – a glue guy, you know, he's one of those people who makes the locker room fun. He makes it fun, you know, for the media. When we talk to him, he's just kind of one of those guys. He's very uh, gregarious and, and easy to be around. So uh, you just hope that him not being on the floor doesn't affect, you know, what he's able to do in the locker room. And Avery, the, the most important thing in a, a box score is, is the final score. But then after that, when you start dissecting it, looking for trends of why you won, I think the rebound total will be one everybody just their their eyes go to as soon as they they get the stat sheet handed to them post game. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I think rebounding is is one you really look at. Uh, turnovers, you know, is another one you look at. Um, and then you know what what you do at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. You know, were you efficient mm-hmm. in the paint? Uh, I think those are all things you look at. So uh, rebounding was definitely a strength. You know, Stephen Adams was was one of the best, if not the best, in the league. He was definitely the best offensive rebounder in the league, and I think he just uh, he frees up Jaron a lot uh, on that on that front court. It allows Jaron to be a roamer on the defensive end of the floor. And so uh, I, I think they're gonna it's gonna take a minute to figure out how to, to operate without him, especially you know because you thought you were gonna have him to start the year. Um, you had him in a couple of the preseason games, you know, 27 minutes total in the preseason. And it just looked like things were trending kind of in that right direction. And to, to lose him is a gut punch, to yeah. quite, be quite honest, right before the year starts. That absolutely is. Uh, I've heard all the hype. I've seen the preseason. He's looked really good. But Zaire Williams, uh, seemingly healthy now after after last year and, and kind of everything that went on with him last year. What do you expect from him? I know a lot of uh, a lot of fans, a lot of people on social media and stuff are, are thinking a big year for him. But what do you think? You know, I just hope he's healthy. I absolutely. hope he's healthy. I hope he gets a full year to to really yeah. uh, get ingratiated with the team, get in a rhythm. And, and really just get a feel for where his role is, is going to be and what the, the Grizz really want him to do. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of people ended up being down on him because, like, oh, he missed that whole year. And it's like, you can't control injuries, you know. And, and just listening to him you know, here early on in the year, listening to him at media day and in the preseason, uh, he really truly believes, like, nobody worked harder than him uh, this summer. He said that over and over again to us. Um, and you can kind of see it in these preseason games. He's, he's operating with a sort of confidence. He's operating with a sort of swagger that I don't think we really got uh, a ton last year. Uh, just <laughs> when he he's going around, he's going on and dunking on people. Uh, I think that really gives you uh, a confidence that he's going to be okay. Um, and I, you know, I think you know in that locker room, nobody's lost confidence in him, right? You know, his teammates, you know, have been kind of keeping him up. Um, he told us that you know he feels like they have the utmost trust in him, and that means the world. So you just hope that he takes a step forward, um, really gets the chance to. To not be on the bench, you know, with injury problems, and let it play out. Um, and either you can play, or you can't play. But I think we're going to see that, you know, he's going to be a contributor this year, especially uh, with some of the injury news and, and with job being out those first twenty-five games. I know you'll have the ABC twenty-four cameras rolling, but the first time he goes to the scores table and he gets an announced coming into the game, the ovation will be wild for Derrick Rose. Oh, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. I think we already got a, a little bit of a taste of it uh, in the preseason, that first game at home. Um, but, you know, just we talked to him. We talked to Derek yesterday, um, and he said, you know, the vibes with the Grizzlies 
are the best with any team he's had since he's been in the league. And I think you're really going to see uh, a guy who is grateful uh, for the opportunity to, A, to still be in the league, but B, to be in Memphis, kind of where you know his career really got started you know, from the, from the Tigers' perspective and college perspective. And, you know, he just has a humbleness that you see. Um, just nice to be around. Yeah. Um, he's An like appreciation really of, yeah. of, of what yeah. he's been through. Yeah, and a, a, a total appreciation. And I think he's going to find when he's playing here for the Grizzlies, he taps, he, he checks in that first time. Um, he's going to get an ovation that, that might bring tears to his eyes. He might have to get him to collect himself hmm. uh, before that first whistle blows. Avery, when you look at this Grizzlies team, with the Steven Adams news, with John missing the first 25 games, when we look back in, in April and we're talking about postseason play, where do you think the Grizzlies are sitting? You know, I'm hoping they're, they're hovering around that, that fifth or sixth seed. Uh, I think it's going to be really tough to, to duplicate what they did last year, um, being a two-seed, winning 50-plus games, uh, not having Steven Adams a whole year. I mean, I know they went a long time without him last year, but you don't have Steven Adams. You're missing job for those first 25. You don't have Brandon Clark as well in your front court. Um, I think, you know, we're going to be talking about them hopefully being in that fifth and sixth conversation and, and not being a play-in team. So I think the play-in is really the most dangerous spot you can be in because um, mm-hmm. you're either – you either get hot at the right time or you're cold. And you, you have one cold game, two cold games, and you're out of it. So I would really like to see them to be in that, you know, somewhere in that four through six conversation. Um, and I think if they can float, if they can stay above 500 or hover around 500 until Ja gets back, uh, I think we're talking about a team that can be dangerous. I think they're going to make a move somewhere in the offseason just to bring in a big. Uh, I just think they're going to have to. And I think if they can, think just, you know, coast for a little bit, get into the playoffs, we're talking about a different conversation. Yeah, and, and nobody should try to think it was easy what Miami pulled off last year going all Absolutely the way to not. the NBA Finals, coming out out of the out of the play-in games. Avery Braxton with us from ABC24. Avery, tell our listeners what we can see tonight. I know you're probably getting ready to do the first of about 19 live shots from down at the Plaza, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be live in the in the forum at five o'clock. We'll have our nine oh one uh at six o'clock just kinda of talking through some of those first day vibes. You know, we got a chance to talk to the, the guys that shoot around today and um they're just excited, man. Despite all the stuff going on, um they're just excited to be on the floor and play against a, a team that's not, you know, in the same color jersey as them. So we'll talk about some of that during our five and six o'clock shots. We'll of course have the, the highlights and, and some of that good stuff uh during the ten o'clock tonight. So, you know, we're excited, you know, here at ABC 24 as well. Sure, should we be. We cover these Absolutely. teams all year long, and, you know, we get the same kind of kind of butterflies uh, on the first the first game of the year, uh, just like anybody else does, just like a- the players do. Honestly. Avery, you've been here two years, and all, all you know is covering a NBA team <laughs> in Memphis. I waited all my life to get to, 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 to ha- have a major league team, but y'all, y'all do it, and you do it so very well. And everybody is advising people to leave early and pack the patients mm-hmm. because there's a lot of new protocol on getting in the building. It's all for safety measures. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think, um, you know, the clear bag stuff, everybody's just trying to be safe. We want everybody Absolutely. to have a, a good time and enjoy themselves. And you can't be mad at safety, right? Like That's you're right. mad at me because we want you to have a, a, a safe environment, bring your kids down, um, be able to enjoy the game without any kind of problem. You know, just get there early. Pack your patience, like you said, and, you know, be prepared to have a good time. You know, a- there's a top line going on on both ends of the floor. It's like, <laughs> at, the, it's like at the airport. Ten extra minutes to right. GSA for me to get there safely. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> 
take your take your shoes off, yeah. take your belt off, you know, all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, you're there to have a good time. That's the I've seen feet before, and they all look the same. <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> I guess for the most part. Talking to Avery Braxton from ABC 24. Avery, let's switch gears a little bit. I want to get your thoughts on the Tiger football team this year because it's been a while since we've caught up with you. What have you thought of this team so far through the season? And really, what have you made of these slow starts for the Tigers? A little bit different in the game last weekend against uh, UAB down in Birmingham, but this team has really struggled in that first quarter, early in that second quarter, getting things going. Yeah, I think it's more the offense that has struggled so far in those first halves. And I think in this particular, the go-round with UAB, it was the defense that kind of had the the slow start. They did get the pick six um, in the first half, but you kind of weren't used to them, uh, you know, you used to that defense getting some three and outs and things of that nature in that first half, and they kind of came down and scored, and you're like, oh, you're scratching your head, like, okay, this might be a, a shootout. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they, they got it handled. They got it handled quickly. And then that offense, you know, the offense was already, you know, doing what they kind of had to do. Uh, obviously, you know, some turnovers in there that be kind of uncharacteristic, and you're kind of hoping Seth Hennigan picks it up here in the second half of the year. But in that second half, you know, they were firing on all cylinders. So I think, you know, talking to, to Ryan Silverfield this week, he's like, we just got to – you can't sleepwalk through that first half. You know, you can't um, be in a position where you're maybe looking down on your opponent. And I think for that defense in particular, Ryan Silverfield talked about the quarterback situation where they're playing – they're warming up a quarterback that they you think is going to start, and then they roll out three other guys who all have different skill sets. You know, it, it's unsettling as a defense. You don't, know, you don't know quite what to expect. So uh, I think they'll clean it up, you know, this week, and mm-hmm. hopefully we're, we're talking about another Tigers win and uh, this, you know – being a road warrior is tough. But yeah, yeah. You know, you're done here. In the and and I don't know who can complain at six and two. <laughs> you cannot. You can't you complain can't. at six and two. You wish I can understand. You know, wishing you got that UAB win or excuse me, the Tulane win. I want to win them all, kinda, Avery, but that's not reality. Yeah, you, you, you kind of had that one in your back pocket. You kind of felt like, and then they come back and score however many unanswered points is, is tough. Um, but I don't think you can really be upset losing to Mizzou. You know, an SEC team that's looking like they're going to be. Yeah maybe top 15 by the end of the year. Um, you know, Ryan Silverfield they've kind of, and those Tigers have kind of done what they've had to do uh, so far. Mm-hmm. And everything they want as far as the conference championship and, and the, their goals for the season are still in front of them. So Absolutely. I don't think you can be upset, you know, yet. You can't be upset yet. Avery, last thing quickly for you. Uh, I know you're about to get ready to cover this Grizzlies game tonight, but but you're the busy man you are. You were at Penny Hardaway's uh, media availability earlier today. We're about to get our first look at this team. Uh, what did Coach Hardaway have to say this morning uh, as they gear up for that first exhibition on Sunday? You know, he felt really confident about where the team is right now compared to last year. I think he felt like the last year's team – uh, it was going to take some time for them to mesh a little bit, um, even though I think there was kind of a clear alpha in, in Kendrick Davis. I think this year he feels pretty good about um, just what that team is going to be. I think, you know, he hangs his hat on defense. He, he told us today, he's like, they're not going to have a problem scoring. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's a, a welcome uh, sight and sound for, for people who have covered this team the last few years. You know, defense has really kind of been where they've had to hang their hat because offensively they struggled a bit. I don't think Penny sees that for this team, uh, not early on anyway. Well, it'll be fun getting busy. Grizzlies tonight, uh, Tiger football on Saturday, and then Sunday, first exhibition for Penny Hardaway's group. But Avery, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy tonight. We'll be watching on ABC 24 uh, later on tonight. And uh, let's do this again soon.
Absolutely, absolutely. Check us out on our Facebook page about 6 o'clock or so. We're going to be having a Facebook Live talking to Michael Cole uh, with the commercial appeal as well. So it's a lot to listen to, a lot to look forward to tonight. Look forward to seeing you guys as well. Great job, Avery. Look forward to seeing you. Thank you so much. Avery Braxton with us, and we'll visit with him a lot during this Grizzlies year, and it is a a fun time. If you're heading downtown to FedEx Forum before you leave any location for Jason's Deli, a lot of great locations, one close by you, near you, Ridgeway Road, Poplar and Highland, Olive Branch and Cordova, all that great food and a, a staple, a hallmark of every one of them that great salad bar inside every one of them over 30 items to choose from for you to prepare your salad however you would like all the great food whether it's dining in to go delivery if you're having a game watch party want to plan one a special event coming up around halloween for for people in the holidays coming up let them do it catering anytime anywhere no order too large five or five thousand they have you covered with a variety of delicious choices for every meal breakfast lunch dinner check out the most popular choices at jason's deli by going online at jasonsdeli.com if you feel like you don't have your event planned just right that's when they step in and take over and do it so well same day and last minute orders welcome professional setup low delivery fees you will be happy with Jason's Deli. Wholesome food forever. It's a family thing. Over 200 Memphis area associates to to really, really make you have a great dining experience for any meal. I was there at lunch today at Park Place, and I had the taco salad. You get the chef, the big chef salad, the Mesa chicken salad, sal, uh, salad. You can get them all at Jason's Deli, whether it's soup, uh, bread, spreads, meats, you'll be delighted. You can. It's all about choice. You you can build your own via the build your own selection. Trans fat free, healthy, first franchise in the nation to be trans fat free at Jason's Deli. There's a lot of hallmarks, a lot of staples about Jason's Deli, and one for any time of the year. The complimentary free ice cream at Ridgeway Road, Poplar and Highland, Olive Branch, and Cordova. Check them out online as well at jasonsdeli.com. Let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we got to talk about Game 7 in the NLCS last night and what we uh, are looking forward to in this World Series. We'll do that next on Sports Time. You already know you can listen to Sports 56 anywhere with the Sports 56 app or at sports56whbq.com. But you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Well, in a surprising turn of events, maybe, the D-backs and the Texas Rangers are your uh, World Series uh, participants this year. You had that one year. back in April, didn't you? Oh, yeah. You know, when we first made picks, I knew for a fact the yeah. D-backs and the, Tech, and the Rangers, they were just going to have a big year. Nobody Make it all the way to the World Series. Brett, nobody had it at the beginning of the playoffs. I tell you, who had it when we made predictions a week ago. I did. Did you? Did you I really? I had Texas and Arizona. That's... Two of the three correct picks I've had yeah. out of ten picks. Wow. You've already won. I'm Dorma. You're five and five. You had Texas and Philadelphia. Mm. So who are you taking in the World Series? 
<sighs> I'm going to take Texas. I mean, what Me this too. lineup has done, it's hard to hard to bet against them right now. Me too, and I I, I think I'm for them. I, I don't really care. I'll watch all that I can. I won't be able to watch any Saturday night, but we'll watch. I'll try to watch most of Friday night's game one, and and I, I really mean it when I when I say it. I, I'm I'm for the Rangers, but both proximity got Ranger friends yeah. and and went to a game there in the early 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't been to either of the two new ballparks. Mm-hmm. I was there at the, the old American Legion field, <laughs> and it was bad, and it was hot. Yeah. But also because I, I, I saw their guts torn out in 2011, and I was glad to see it. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I felt the I gut being torn out. Um, but it, it, I, it changed your childhood. It, it did. Well, well, that didn't change it, but shortly after, the things that, that followed changed my childhood. But no, I mean, I've heard Globe Life Field is unbelievable. I've I got a, a buddy that lives in Dallas, and he's been to a handful of games, and he says it's just unreal. So it should be a, a great host. It hosted uh, a couple years ago when we were in that uh, that COVID sure season. Um, so, uh, so bringing the when World Justin Series Turner back Justin Turner was the worst human on uh-huh, Earth. That's, that's correct. So, uh, no, this will be fun. And, I mean, I think... You know, me and me and John were joking around earlier today that probably you know New York and, and Hollywood probably hate this matchup, but I really do think for for baseball fans, this is going to be a matchup that not only is fun this year, but is really going to set up what I think are going to be two teams that not only are going to be good this year, but for for years to come with what those lineups have. You shown. better win it now. You better because you now, cannot absolutely. plan on it. You know, who, who thought coming out of COVID, the Dodgers wouldn't have won it again? Oh. I, Brett, who, who thought coming into this year that the Braves or the Dodgers wouldn't win? Or, and, and they got knocked out in the first round. So, I mean, baseball, especially with this expanded these playoffs. These teams both played that Tuesday starting yeah, the, sure the playoffs. Back to Rangers started our day. Back to, sure did, that yeah. first game of the day, the two oh seven. Mm-hmm. Back to Mad Dog Russo and yeah. his proclamation that he's not going to keep. It's, it's like everybody around election time. If so-and-so wins, I'm moving. Right. Nobody ever moves. Nobody expects you to. So don't say something so stupid. <laughs> I mean, I, I see where Shara said, if Donald Trump wins, she moving. Well, it came as news to me, A, that Shara was still alive. And B, Glad that she had moved back us. after going to move in 2016 when he won. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, come on, share. Make up your mind. Where you gonna live? I'll be. I'll be very honest, just, Brett. Just stop it I haven't kept that. up with share um, ever. So I uh, <laughs> news to me that she was even planning on moving. Yeah, so, uh, she was gonna move in 2016. Uh, good know. to know. Old Everybody's share. always gonna move, and nobody moves. Yeah, nobody expects you to either. So don't say it. It's just, it sounds stupid. It's, it. I tell you what, it does. It sounds very selfish. If mm. I don't get my way. Yeah, no, you're right about that. I'm just, I'm surprised that so many people are so upset about Mad Dog and that, because when I saw it last night, I saw it during the game, it was kind of floating around when the D-backs were up, and uh, I was like, this is hilarious, and, uh, but then this morning I woke up and people were like, if I hear Chris Russo on the air today and he doesn't say this is his last show, I'm gonna be livid, and I'm like, what are Go take a hike or something. Like, go walk around the block. Like, what is your problem? But chill out. Yeah, chill out. But no, I, I like I said. I mean, it's Chris Mad Dog Russo. So is going nowhere. And, <laughs> He's going uh, nowhere. And, and I don't expect, I don't expect him to. And but he might need to reel some of the big maybe, proclamations. Maybe, in. but hey, I mean. What's new? We're with big Mad money, Dog. Big yeah, you're absolutely right about that. He's done it well. But let's go ahead and wrap up this hour. And when we come back, David Cohn, uh, co-host of Crane and Company, will join us. We'll talk college football next.